everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Social Angle Podcast. It's your girl, Melissa. So I am so excited that you're here. This week, I had the pleasure of sitting down for a solo episode with Carmen Collins. So Carmen Collins works full-time at Cisco. She's there full-time um, and has been for the last seven years employee slash employer brand and social media lead. So what Carmen has accomplished with her team at Cisco has been extraordinary. And this episode centers around using employees as your brand ambassadors to amplify your company culture to not only reflect the values and mission statement of your company, but also to attract and retain, hopefully, top talent. I think her team has done this in a really smart way. And we go into a couple of campaigns um, that Carmen has successfully launched. Um, and I'll have details also in the show notes as well, some multimedia, so you guys can go check it out. Um, but we also talk about how she's let her employees dictate some of the content that reflects who Cisco is as the brand. So they feel empowered and how that's helped with buy-in, because I know that that's a conversation that we often have, right? Is how can we get people at our company to buy into the value that social media brings? So let's get into this conversation. It's a really good one. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. excited that you're here. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, I have wanted to talk to you. You have been on my list for so long. I'm like, I can't wait to speak with her because I saw your presentation last summer for Social Media Day Philly and I was just blown away. It was chef's kiss. Awesome. And thank then I you. And I saw your accolades and I was like, wow, this is somebody who's really making a name for themselves in social media. So thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it again. Yeah. So let's dig into our first question. I want to learn a little bit more about you and your career. You started off as an editor, but you've had a pretty prolific career at some pretty awesome companies before landing at Cisco. So what has that journey been like for you? When I was in college, I thought I wanted to be an architect. Really? Um, and I studied it for a year. And if I had one regret in my life, I would go back and tell the professor who told me that as a woman, I, should, I would never be a successful architect and kind of punch him in the nose. Yeah. But I guess I owe him a thank you because I then switched to a communications major. And uh, that's what kickstarted my career. So I started off as a sports editor um, that was long before women were doing NFL broadcasts. So that was kind of interesting. And I realized that um, writers, newspaper writers had to work nights and weekends and I didn't get paid very much. So yeah, that went out the window. And I decided to turn my creative writing into um, being an, an agency writer, either for internal agencies or external agencies. And I was working for an external agency when the internet became a marketing tool. And as most companies do with all things social media and internet marketing, they give it to the youngest person in the, per in the company. <laughs> and they were like, hey, you want to do this? And I was actually interested in it. So I said, sure, yeah, I want to do this. And um, that kicked off my career in internet marketing. And I went to work for America Online back when that was a cool thing to say. And um, we didn't call it social media then. 
Okay. It was pre the, pre the term social media. We called it community. So every piece of content that we would pull together, we would make sure there was a message board, forum, a poll, something to get the, the audience engaged with us. So it was, I was social media before social media was cool, I guess, was uh, what I would say. And then, yeah, from AOL, I worked for a lot of different companies, Sprint, Nextel. I worked for Mozilla Firefox. Yeah. Um, and now here I am at Cisco. And why am I at Cisco? I chased the title at the time. Okay. I wanted to work for Cisco as a social media manager. And the job I have now is an employer brand. And I guess learning now an employer brand, I am spoiled for all other companies. I don't know that I could work for another company because I now know that you should not chase the title. You should chase your manager. You should chase a culture. You should chase, you know, the work you do, but you shouldn't chase a title. So it took me a long time to learn that. Yeah. But now here I am leading the uh, employee and employer brand team at Cisco. It's been seven years almost since I've been here. And uh, yeah, long and varied career journey. My next step is hopefully retirement. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're doing so many great things. And I wanted to actually ask you about your position because I feel like uh, from my experience, the research that I did, it's, it's semi-new. Like people are seeing the value in using social as a tool to recruit for talent, to amplify employee culture. And I think that's really important because it helps humanize a brand like as a person, uh, personally and as a professional. So I wanted to ask you for your company, when did they start kind of honing in on social as a great opportunity to do those things? It was when I was hired on. Okay. Um, and so, years then. Okay. so employee or employer branding or talent branding, it's not new okay. in its existence, but it's to your point new in what people are focusing on. Right. And when I was hired specifically to help Cisco's social media presence for the purpose of attracting talent. And when I came on, we have a funny story in our team, the OG of us, there were three of us that started this team. Um, and we joke amongst us because the company hired a, a talent brand consultant who came in, shout out to Ed, we're still friends, even though he said this, even though he said this to me, um, he came in and he said, y'all suck. <laughs> He says, this sucks. And I remember my boss, who is still my boss after seven years, um, she said, golly, Carmen, that was, you know, really rough. How did that, you know, are you okay? How'd that feel? I'm like, he's not wrong. That's, a, he's right. But we have, you know, it's been six months and we've never had this empowerment to change anything. And she's like, well, you have it now. Yeah. And her boss said, you have it now. And our chief people officer said, you have it now. And so we started this whole strategy of having our employees be our ambassadors because, you know, and I've learned this through going to many companies throughout my career is you can't PR your way to a talent brand. Yep. It is what your employees say it is. And so who better to tell future employees what it's like to work here than the existing ones, because we're not paying them to, to market for us. I mean, we're paying them their salary, but it's not their job. And if they do it authentically, then it's, it's real. And so that's what we've been doing. Wow. That's how we got here. 
I think it's awesome. And the posts that I went through, because I know that you guys have two um, hashtags that are kind of primary to yourself and your brand, and it fuels a lot of the content and user-generated content that you guys have from your employees, which are, to check my notes, we are Cisco, and then also hashtag we love where we you work, excuse me, we love, no, excuse me. We love where you work. There we go. Love where you work. Yes. So that being said, for those two, you know, um, how did they come about and how did you get in buy-in from like employees and leadership? The reason I asked is I feel like that probably was a slow road, I would think, or was the acceleration, the pickup from your employees very great? What do you think? Well, I will say that we sort of had the perfect storm of support to do this. We, we saw as a company, it was needed. They formed a team to do it. Our execs gave us sign off and said, go. Um, so it's often hard for me to tell people how to get buy-in from their execs on these things, because I don't know. (laughs) I know that, that I had that super support, but one of the things that we did is we started small, which you suggested would probably be the path. So we looked for the super ambassadors we already had in social media. There were about 25 or 30 employees that were very vocal about their teams, the work they were doing, um, the swag. We had a we had a Cisco bow tie guy. We had a t-shirt person. Like you know, they were just already talking, and the We Are Cisco hashtag came from them. So a lot of people ask me this question. They're like, well, you talk about being real in your marketing and yet you have these, these words, like you call them Ciscoanians and you have, we are Cisco and you have this tagline, be you with us. And I'm like, yeah, I didn't, I mean, did we capture that moment and turn it into a thing? Yes. But those are all authentically what our employees use. So they already said we are Cisco. So why wouldn't we use the hashtag that they use? They already said that um, they felt like they could be themselves and Cisco. And that was why they love working here. So why wouldn't we say be you with us? I mean, these are not marketing employees. They are actually things that happen. And so we started with this small group and we have this slide that we call the circle of goodness because as soon as you you harness those super ambassadors other employees come and like well how did you get featured on we are cisco and they'll be like well i just posted and they asked me so we'll get more people posting and then their teams get excited oh my gosh somebody on our team was and they'll share it out to their networks and that's it just starts to build on on itself and it has so many extra benefits. For example, when COVID hit, a lot of people had to really look at their social content strategy and how you were going to adjust it for a new world. Right. We had a little, we had a little bit of an easier time on that because when our employees' lives changed, their content changed. So our content changed. And it was a little easier transition because we just amplify their voices. So all kinds of goodness comes out of it that we never originally planned for. And I'm really actually glad that you mentioned that because I was going to say, it sounds like they've taken the lead with the direction of the content, obviously that's being created because it's generated from them. But with everything that's happened with COVID, um, did you have to be more vocal with your team to kind of make that change, to be sensitive with everything that's going on or really like you let the employees fully express themselves, how they were feeling with all the transitions that were going on last year and how they worked and lived? 
Yeah, the content itself switched easily. We okay. really didn't have to do any coaxing of employees. Um, I remember one of our first posts that we got after COVID, you know, when we were all sent home, right. there wasn't much notice and we didn't take anything with us because we didn't know we weren't coming back. And um, one woman in Norway, sorry, my cat is destroying my house apparently. Oh. Um, <laughs> one woman in Norway posted a picture of her working on an ironing board because she didn't have her stand-up desk anymore. And it was just so perfect for the moment. And it was our first realization that, holy cow, this strategy we have is going to work. The only thing we did when we hit COVID was just as a team, take a really hard look at how do we post photos that had been previous and social media managers, I'm sure will feel this pain. We, for almost eight months, you know, we had to put asterisks taken in 2019. We yeah. <laughs> swear we're not hugging each other now. Um, we, we don't have to do that anymore because we've been in this so long that the content is just naturally, you know, there's no crossover anymore. Right. But uh, we didn't really have to change strategy or tactics. We just had to make sure that the tone was appropriate for the times and the employees made that easy. Oh, that's awesome. That's so cool. So I wanted to ask you also more details about a campaign. I was reading a blog post about it. So hashtag may the fourth be with you. So that being said, can you tell me more about that campaign? It sounds like it was a smash hit for your company. Yes. Um, again, everything we do is generated from employees. We have a, an all employee meeting. It used to be called the Cisco beat. Now it is the Cisco check-in because in 2020, it changed to weekly instead of uh, monthly because our executives wanted to make sure we had the latest information and we had access to doctors and, and we could ask our questions. So uh, when, when we were having our monthly meetings, an employee stood up and asked our CEO, Chuck Robbins, if we could celebrate May the 4th Star Wars Day because it's May the 4th be with you. And um, you could see the emotions on uh, Chuck Robbins's face. He's like, are you really using your time with a CEO to ask this? And then, and then you saw him go, well, that's kind of cool. And then he said, yeah. And it fell to my team to make that happen. And um, we have a contest every year, which you mentioned the two hashtag, which is the We Are Cisco Love Where You Work contest. So for about six to eight weeks, depending on how the calendar falls that year, we'll really get employees sharing and, and talking and give prizes to help incentivize this them. And that gets them used to doing it more and more, which, you know, you had asked earlier how you incentivize your employees. This is just one way we do it. And we brought it back for a limited time, a week uh, of May the 4th. And we asked them to share why they were Star Wars geeks. And we had a job description, which was, which was written to say that we were hiring Jedi Knights. And it was very, very nerdy. I, I love the Star Wars movies, but I couldn't tell you how many moons Endor has. But, you know, we have people at our company that know this. And we wrote a job description and we got, golly, I can't even remember now. It's, it's been a couple of years how many applications we got to that job description. But... We also partnered with the NASDAQ because we're a NASDAQ listed company and the employee photos that were shared were displayed on the NASDAQ tower in Times Square. So we made a big deal out of May the 4th uh, a few years ago. And we do it every year now. Of course, you're never gonna top the NASDAQ tower in Times Square, um, but uh, we did a Facebook Live 
from the studios and the NASDAQ and, and, you know, it was, it was a cool activation. Yeah. I can't wait for the next one we dream up. Yes, me too. When I was looking through, I was like, this is incredible. Like what a neat case study. So thank you for sharing more in depth about that. So I always like to end my interview with something fun. So I wanted to ask you, and I know this is probably going to be hard to say, but if you could only live your life using one social media platform for your own personal brand, what would it be and why? For my own personal brand right now, <laughs> I would have to, I would have to say Instagram because I'm a very visual person. I'm also an amateur photographer and I just love the visual nature of Instagram. That said, when Facebook bought it, it went downhill. So I am currently living in TikTok world with most, you know, everybody else who lived through a pandemic. I'm not as much of a sharer on TikTok as I am on Instagram. I'm much more of a, a consumer of TikTok content. But if it was just me and my brand, I would totally be Instagram all the time because I can I can communicate in pictures yeah. uh, on Instagram. Yeah, same. I love Instagram as well. No matter what comes out, I always seem to come back, though I know we have like a love-hate relationship with the platform, <laughs> a lot of social media managers. <laughs> yes, I long for the olden days of of Instagram. Yeah. Um, but I do, I, that's where I spend the most of my time. Yeah, same, same here. Well, thank you so much for your time, Carmen. It was like a joy speaking with you. Like I said, I was like, I can't wait to interview her. So thank you for being your time today. I appreciate it. Well, again, I'm glad, glad that you uh, had me on and we got to chat, invite me back. We'll, we'll chat some more yeah. and uh, hopefully all of your listeners find it entertaining as well they most definitely will thank you so much i appreciate it have a good day thanks